When my very important words are not enough, America cries out for more. Thus, our producers put together a bunch of bonus material, and thus, America, the mini-episode, was born. America! 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 It's America! The mini-episode. Hello, America! It's me, Thebidias A. Stard, a.k.a. the embodiment of an only hope for America, and I am here with another mini-episode for your ears. Or your eyes if you're watching it on YouTube. You're really just watching a thumbnail on YouTube and then listening to it, so... Yeah, you're not really watching it there. Um, you're listening to it, as they say. In this very important mini-episode, I will be answering your semi-important questions. I call them semi-important because the only questions that are actually important are mine. I will then be replaying rapid-fire news and my very important segment, Stop It, that aired recently on Instagram. I will then be closing out the show with a reading of Paul Revere's Midnight Ride by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Fun fact, I gave him all the info for that poem and then he changed every damn bit of it. Ruined our friendship. Anyways, now it's time for semi-important questions. Our first question comes from Little Roger from Baltimore, Maryland. Little Roger writes, Dear Mr. Thebedias, why don't you go by the bastard anymore? And follow-up question, how did you get the name the bastard in the first place? Well, first I would like to remind everyone that it is one podcast question per podcast person. But I will be happy to answer irregardless. Well, not to get too technical, but Facebook viewed my very important nickname as a slur and thus would not accept my very important money to promote these episodes that you are listening to now. So we decided to go with my given name, Febe Stard. There's a full episode on the subject of my name and how I got my name in uh, season two, I believe, of America, the podcast. Always be ready for me to shout that, America. So that should answer your two-part question, Little Roger. And now it's time for another question. Little Harlan from Richardson, Texas writes, How is Babby made? What? What the hell does that- How is Babby made? Oh, right. America, I have to answer this next question in Illuminati code, so I suggest you skip ahead lest you become possessed by an ancient god. Well, little Harland, I provide you with this answer. Enter the valley and I will give you the egg of the holy. Drink from the cup of the all-knowing and the sky will open. Bow before the nothingness and you will become eternity. Thank you for your question, little Harland, and remember, the balloon is for after. This has been Semi-Important Questions. And now I bring you my very important segments, Rapid Fire News and Stop It! That recently aired on my Instagram page, at America the Podcast. I take you live now to these pre-recorded segments. These days, the news can come at you as fast as you would expect a racist to judge a black athlete for prioritizing their mental health over a sporting event. Well, I am here to shout it at you even faster. This is Rapid Fire News. After uncertainty, the Senate GOP have agreed to major issues in the already bipartisan infrastructure bill. In a related story, the political party that holds both houses of Congress and the presidency is still being strong-armed by the political party that caused the January 6th Capitol riot. Next. GOP representatives staged a maskless protest after a new mask mandate was put in place by House leadership. Upon hearing this, the Delta variant itself put out a statement saying, quote, I cannot believe how easy these idiots are making it for me. I cannot wait to get at those lungs. End quote. And next. 
President Joe Biden has ordered that all federal and military personnel receive the COVID-19 vaccine or be tested on a regular basis. This is indeed an incredibly difficult choice to make. Either get a vaccine that will likely save your life, or have a Q-tip shoved up your nose every week. Decisions, decisions. This has been Rapid Fire News. Hello, America! It's me, Thebidias A. Starred, a.k.a. the embodiment of an only hope for America. And now it's time for my very important, very new segment, Stop It! To my friends in the GOP, it has come to my very important attention that you are being less than secretive than you used to be about suppressing people's voting rights. I know I turned a blind eye to all of this when I was a member of the grand old party, but what can I say? I like to win. It's just who I am. But at least we weren't being so obvious about it when I was there. Instead, you and the GOP are being way too upfront about it, so to that I say, stop it. In 2021 alone, the GOP in 43 states put forth bills aimed at voter suppression. And surprise, surprise, they're not aimed at white voters. That's way too obvious. Whatever happened to the sneaky Roger Stones and Oliver Norths of this country? You're all starting to look like a bunch of fascist white supremacists. Ah, there are several fascist white supremacists currently holding elected office. Who? Oh, you mean workout guru Marjorie Taylor Greene, scarecrow in his skin suit Jim Jordan, and alleged pedophile Matt Gates. Do we still have to say alleged at this point? It's pretty obvious, right? We do still have to say alleged. Got it. Hmm. Well, to those butt munches, I say, stop it! You're making the country look bad and making me look bad by association. Oh, the country already looked bad in the first place. But what about the Purple Mountain's majesty above the fruited plains? Oh, right, that was pro-American propaganda I helped create. Hmm. Well, fine. Just give people the right to vote anyways. Maybe you'll still win. I mean, who wouldn't want to adopt the beliefs of a party that pushes QAnon conspiracies and refuses to get vaccinated against COVID-19? Ah, yes. I hear it now. I see why the GOP still needs to cheat. But the right to vote is in the GOP's favorite listicle, the Constitution. So, a lot of you are either hypocrites, white supremacists, or both. You know, it's probably both, so check and made, I guess. To sum up my very important words, I shout once again, Hey, GOP! Stop it! Just stop it, racist assholes. This has been Stop It! Well, I don't know about you, but I was exhilarated by every second of those very important segments. That said, we'll be right back after this commercial break. It's America, the podcast! We're back for our final segment of this very important mini-episode of America the Podcast with me, Thebidias A. Star, the embodiment of an only hope for America, not the bodies. That said, it is now time for very important readings. my very important reading this week, I will be reciting the very important poem by the very important poet, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Fun fact, Longfellow's grandfather actually served under Paul Revere as his second-in-command during the American Revolution. Well, I don't know if that was a fun fact, because I didn't have very much fun saying it. It is a bit ironic, though. I don't even know if it's ironic. I don't even know if I know what ironic means. 
whatever. It is time for Paul Revere's Midnight Ride by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Now here's a little story I've got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with Ad Rock MCA and me Mike D.O. Got it. This is the lyrics to Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. Wrong poem. One moment. Ah, here we are. Paul Revere's Midnight Ride by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. On the 18th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. He said to his friend, if the British march by land or by sea from the town tonight, hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the North Church Tower as a signal light. One if by land and two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore will be, ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm, for the country folk to be up and to arm. Then he said good night, and with a muffled oar, silently rode to the Charleston shore, just as the moon rose over the bay, where swinging wide at her moorings lay the Somerset British man of war. A phantom ship with each mast and spar, across the moon like a prison bar, and a huge black hulk that was magnified by its own reflection in the tide. Meanwhile, his friend through alley and street wanders and watches through eager ears till the silence around him he hears, the muster of men at the barrack door, the sound of arms and the tramp of feet, and the measured tread of the grenadiers marching down to their boats on the shore. Then he climbed to the tower of the church upon the wooden stairs with stealthy tread to the belfry chamber overhead and startled the pigeons from their perch. On the somber rafters that round him made masses and moving shapes of shade, by the trembling ladder steep and tall to the highest window in the wall, where he paused to listen and look down a moment on the roofs of the town and the moonlight flowing over all. Beneath in the courtyard lay the dead in their night encampment on the hill, wrapped in silence so deep and still that he could hear like a sentinel's tread. The watchful night wind as it went, creeping along from tent to tent, and seeming to whisper, all is well, a moment only he feels the spell, of the place and the hour and the secret dread of the lonely belfry and the dead. For suddenly all his thoughts are bent on a shadowy something far away, where the river widens to meet the bay, a line of black that bends and floats on the rising tide like a bridge of boats. Meanwhile, impatient to mount and ride, booted and spurred with a heavy stride, on the opposite shore walked Paul Revere, now he patted his horse's side, now gazed on the landscape far and near. Then impetuous stamped the earth and turned and tightened his saddle girth, but mostly he watched with eager search the belfry tower of the old North Church. As it rose above the graves on the hill, lonely and spectral and somber and still, and lo, as he looks on the belfry's height, a glimmer and then a gleam of light. He springs to the saddle, the brindle he turns, but lingers and gazes till full on his sight a second lamp in the belfry burns. A hurry of hooves in the village street, a shape in the moonlight, a bulk in the dark, and beneath from the pebbles in passing a spark, struck out by a steed that flies fearless and fleet. That was all, and yet, through the gloom and the light, the fate of a nation was riding that night, and the spark struck out by that steed in his flight kindled the land into flame with his heat. He has left the village and mounted the steep, and beneath him, tranquil and broad and deep, is the mystic meeting the ocean tides, and under the alders that skirt its edge, now soft on the sand, now loud on the ledge, is heard the tramp of his steed as he rides. 
It was twelve by the village clock. When he crossed into Milford Town, he heard the crowing of the cock and the barking of the farmer's dog and felt the damp of the river fog that rises when the sun goes down. It was one by the village clock when he galloped into Lexington. He saw the gilded weathercock swim in the moonlight as he passed. In the meeting house windows, blank and bare, gaze at him with a spectral glare as if they already stood aghast at the bloody work they would look upon. It was two by the village clock when he came to the bridge in Concord Town. He heard the bleeding of the flock and the twitter of the birds among the trees and felt the breath of the morning breeze blowing over the meadows brown. And one was safe and asleep in his bed, who at the bridge would be the first to fall, who that day would be lying dead, pierced by a British musket ball. You know the rest in the books you have read, how the British regulars fired and fled, how the farmers gave them ball for ball from behind each fence and farmyard wall, chasing the redcoats down the lane, then crossing the fields to emerge again, under the trees at the turn of the road and only pausing to fire and load. So through the night rode Paul Revere, and so through the night went his cry of alarm to every Middlesex village and farm, a cry of defiance and not of fear, a voice in the darkness, a knock at the door, and a word that shall echo forevermore. For, born on the night wind of the past, through all of our history to the last, in the hour of darkness and peril and need, the people will waken and listen to hear the hurrying hoofbeats of that steed and the midnight message of Paul Revere. And me, Thebedias A. Stard. I admittedly added that last part there, but felt it should be said. Also, Joseph Warren was there and uh, some other people. That said, that was Paul Revere's Midnight Ride by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and this has been Very Important Readings. Well, America, we've reached the end of my mini-episode yet again. I encourage you to give me feedback. Give me feedback? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't want feedback from these people. They can send in their questions to my Instagram, at AmericaThePodcast, or my Twitter pages, at AmericaThePod, or at BastardComedy. Why is it called comedy again? I don't think I'm funny. Am I funny? I am. Oh. Well, I feel like that might be debatable to some of these people. Am I funny? Let me know on our Instagram or Twitter account or Facebook at America the Podcast. Um, well, that said, good night and good fight, I guess. And I will see you next week for the, uh, what's it, episode four? Episode four, right. Okay. Well, America, I will see you next week or not see you. You'll hear me shouting at you. I won't see you. You may see me if you're stalking me. I'm stalking you. Well, whatever. I will be in your ears again next week. Good night and good fight. It's America, the podcast. This has been America, the podcast, hosted by me, Thebedias A. Stard, the embodiment of and only hope for America. Tim is also there. You can catch my very important show every week on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Shway Media, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and give my very important show a five-star review on one of those fancy apps while you're at it. I command it. You can also hear the show and access more content such as transcripts and research material at AmericaThePodcast.com. 
And don't forget to watch Rapid Fire News and other very important segments on TikTok and Instagram at America the Podcast. You can also find my very important show on Facebook and Twitter if you're into that sort of thing. And now to contractually credit the people who help make my very important show possible. America the Podcast is a Shway Media original podcast. Writers for the show include me, Thabadias A. Stars, Tim Philippi, Alana Matos, and Michael Sizemore. Since the space-time continuum doesn't allow for audio recording or something dumb like that, I don't know, the voice of Sam Adams was provided by Brad Philippi. The mid-show commercial was read by Alana Matos. Tim and I speak for ourselves. Executive producers for the show are Alana Matos and Tim Philippi. Sound design is by Tim Philippi, and all dialogue is mixed in Shui Media Studios. All research and fact-checking for the show was performed by Michael Sizemore and Tim Philippi. A full list of research sources for this season of America, the podcast, is linked in the description of each episode. The show's theme song is by Timmy Two-Step, and all other supporting audio heard in the show was procured through audioblocks.com, freesound.org, and ambient-mixer.com. That's it. Go on now. You hear? This has been a production of Shui Media, all rights reserved. For more information, please visit shuimedia.com. Thank you.